up. All my notes are on my phone, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Pretty sure everyone knows me, so I don't think I need to do introductions. Thanks. Hi. Um, so, I'm talking about... I should probably put a timer on, shouldn't I? That's okay. I'll look at the clock. There we go. Ah! Okay. So, I'm talking about trust. Yay! So, um, earlier this year, in April, I went to Mount Kosciuszko with my family. And it's okay. This has something to do with the thing. It's okay. I got like 500 meters and like felt like I couldn't go any further. And then Dad and Ebony were kind of like, you can do it, like encouraging me and just, you know, literally dragging me like another 6Ks. So I trusted them to kind of like bring me that like kind of further. So in life, there'll be times when you like feel like you can't make it or go any further. But, okay, so in Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So, I've got these little references in some other Bible verses as well to go with this. But, pretty much, um, you can reach a point in your life, and you can like go so far, but with God, you can go further, and then you can reach your full potential. So, 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 um, yeah, so you can, like, live out God's plans for you, and you can get to your full potential, um, and all you need to do is put all your trust in, in God. So, my three references I'm going from, because obviously trust is a big thing, especially with, like, God, but, so we have Daniel in the lion's den, and so... We all kind of know the story, but in a brief description, Daniel, there was a law put in Daniel's time, and um, and so he was like, which was telling you not to like praise God and kind of thing. And so Daniel still prayed, and he was eventually thrown into the lion's den, which was the punishment, and... But he trusted God to keep him safe and survived. And then, so, like, I think the next day, the, the king, I think, yeah, the king was like, you trusted in your God. This is like an almighty kind of person. And then they said that you'll be blessed kind of thing. So Daniel trusted in God and survived that and then was blessed for the rest of his life. Next, next person. Noah, from Noah's Ark, obviously. Um, so, Noah was set the task of, well, he was told that God was going to bring a flood on earth and wipe out everyone because the earth was evil. Um, and in Genesis 6, verse 9 to 22, but I'm going to use 6, 13, 14, to read this. Okay. So it says here, So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar, inside and out, then construct decks and stools throughout its interior. So God had instructed Noah to build an ark. And so then later on, it says in 22, that Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Noah trusted in God that in doing so, in building an ark, his family would be saved and he would live and God would replenish the earth. And so he lived further. He made it to God's, he did what God had asked him and made it to his potential. Then in Exodus 4, somewhere in Exodus in, in the verse 4, um, is the story of Moses. And so Moses was commanded by God to free his people. Um, and so Moses answers, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it began, became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out his hand and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. I'm not going to lie. I think if I was told to pick up a stick and it was going to turn into a snake, I would kind of be like, nah, no thanks. Or then to pick up a snake again and it would turn into a stick. I was kind of like, mm, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But Moses trusted God that there would be no harm come to him. And in that all, eventually God's people were freed and God had given Moses the Ten Commandments and, not, and Moses lived... I think, quite a long time. So just like Daniel, Noah, and Moses did, they put their faith and trust in God and did great things. Um, so just like in Philippians 4, verse 13, where it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, we can also do that. You can say that, like, you can say that in your head, just like anytime, anytime you're, like, feeling down and you feel like you can't do anything, just, like, think of that verse and think of, like, all the stories in the Bible that have shown that through trusting God, they have made it to their potential and what God has done for them. So you can say that through putting your trust in God, he will bring you to do great things. And from that, serving him and through serving him, you will be blessed. And so that is my message for you today. So now I have the honor of welcoming up John T. Durden. Let's go. A rare sighting, but here he is, ready to preach the word. Thanks, Erica. Just uh, bear with me one second while I grab my notes. Ah, uh, it's quite intimidating. Um, all right, so, oh, um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to speak on trusting God and His timing. Ooh. All right, so, uh, <laughs> it's not quite high enough. Uh, to trust is to believe in reliability, truth, the ability and strength of something. So when it comes to trusting God. That means believing in his reliability, his word, his ability, and his strength. The Bible says that it, 
God cannot lie. That he always keeps his promises, that he loves you and he has good in store for you. Uh, trusting him means believing what he says about himself and about the word. <laughs> How good is it to trust in God when times are good? It's easy to trust him when times are good. But as soon as times, times become difficult, we tend to neglect God or sort of ignore, ignore him. Um, yeah, um, so trusting in God is much more than just a feeling. It's a choice in whether or not to have the faith and trust in what he says. Even when your feelings or circumstances would not have you believe something different, your feelings can often lead you astray to not trust him. But you've got to just trust that. I know it sounds, it's a lot, it's harder to do. It's harder, what's the saying? Um, easier said than done. Thank you. Um, that's what I was looking for. And um, sometimes we don't always do that, but that's what God would want. Um, so God, on the other hand, he doesn't change. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and therefore should be worthy of your trust. So I've just said how to trust God. Uh, I've just said what trust is. Um, so now I'm going to tell you how to implement that into the life <laughs> so uh, now that you mean now that you know what it means to trust God how exactly can you do that in your everyday life if you trust someone you feel comfortable being honest with them about everything and anything God is much more reliable than even your most trustworthy friend Ooh. can you really trust your best friend <laughs> when times are difficult he doesn't ask you to keep those feelings to yourself. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you, 1 Peter 5-7. to Because God loves you, <laughs> um, because God loves you, you can show your, your trust in him by talking about your feelings and circumstances with him. The good, the hard, the tough, all through prayer. Don't let your emotions rule your life. Bring them to God so he can help you address them. So if you keep bottling up your emotions day by day, where's that going to lead you? Nowhere. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, so bring it to God. Uh, that'll make you release all those emotions. So uh, he's not disappointed or frustrated by your struggles, doubts or pains. He cares very much about you and you can trust him with those things. Uh, when you trust God uh, and allow his word when your life is hard, you also act in obedience, doing what God says in his word and trusting that he will ultimately take care of the rest. In trust, you do not look for security in other things. You look, you look to God and hold your... You look to God to hold you securely in different circumstances you would do this perfectly but God is kind and patient with you while you learn to trust him <clears throat> Jesus himself felt overwhelmed by what was going down before him he went straight to his father he cares for your hurts he pays attention how comforting is it to know that God of all the universe is paying attention over each and every one of you <clears throat> uh, 
knowing that God is for you will strengthen your trust in him during times of hardship and the unknown. Here are some practical ways you can trust God in everyday life. Uh, Seeking truth through scripture. Scripture or the Bible is God's word. God knows you and you need somewhere to go when you feel unsure. That place is his word. It is unchanging and completely untrustworthy. Untrustworthy. The Bible (laughs) records the ways God has responded in difficult times in the past. It reminds you that he is trustworthy whatever the circumstances. Many people in scripture even reference other parts of scripture to encourage themselves and those around them. Uh, The second way is to confess unbelief. Be honest. Allow God to remind you who he is and what you are. Uh, Be honest with him in all circumstances. First, it is good to acknowledge that his character is good and trustworthy. You can agree with him and all that he says is true. You can also tell him when it's difficult for you to believe. According to Mark 9, a man brought his son to Jesus asking for healing as he had been possessed by a demon. He asked Jesus to heal him, if you can, he quoted. Jesus asked the man if he did not believe Jesus could not heal. And this was his reply. He believed, but it was a difficult thing to believe. He said he asked for help, but had nowhere to go. It is one thing to know the truth, but it is sometimes hard to believe it and implement that into your life when your life takes unexpected turns. You're human. You are able to confess to God when your feelings and beliefs are not lining up with his truth. You can ask him to help you uh, believe what he says is true. And finally, look for things to be grateful for. In every situation, look for things to be grateful for. Different circumstances feel all-consuming at times. It is really hard to see the past see past them to other good things going on but God's grace is in all things in your waking up in a sunny day in a call from a friend he's in it all but those good times often get overshadowed by more complicated things going on in the face of those difficulties God shares his will for you and will show you how to respond to them God calls you to give thanks he's always working in your life and in the world in the moments when everything appears to be falling apart, it can be hard to see how the good Father is at work. But know his mercy, mercy, mercy is consistent. Uh, so thank you. And I'm, uh, and I'm gonna welcome up Chloe. Thank you. How good was John T? Hi, One Youth. I'm the visiting pastor, Chloe Warren. Um, I'm from Adelaide, and it's nice that you guys got me here. Yeah, so hi, I'm Chloe, for those that don't know me. So I'm just going to be talking on um, my scripture at the moment that is, like, really challenging me. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm a fix-it person. There's, like, those people that, eh, leave it, leave it. Like, are you a fill-your-car-up-halfway person, or are you a... Or you're like, oh, the petrol light's on, I've got another 20 k's to go. 
Yeah, say, I'm a, oh my gosh, my, I'm going to run out of petrol because it's halfway down. <laughs> like it's at halfway mark. So I'm like, better chuck fuel in it, otherwise I'm never going to get it to the corner. <laughs> anyway, so the, oh, the scripture that I'll be reading is Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. And so this is um, just a little spill on how bad humans are. But this is just a little bit after just saying, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm striving to be a tree planted next to the riverbank. And what does that mean? Like, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, what, what does it mean? Because when things go wrong in my life, I'm like, I need to fix it. Um, like, my job's going bad. It's like, what can I do to fix it? And then I worry about it. But it's like, instead, I should be praying about it. Instead, I should be seeking wisdom from God. And so God, um, Jesus actually talks to this Samaritan woman at a well. She comes up. Jesus is actually hella sassy as well, by the way. So she comes up and he's like, give me a drink. And she's just like, yo, you don't have nothing. Like, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink sort of thing? And then he said, only if you knew the gift of God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you the living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket and this well is very deep where would you get living water from? So she's a bit like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're a bit loopy. She really thought he needed to be in Glenside a little bit. Um, you don't know what Glenside is? <laughs> you're so sheltered. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, so he just said, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I would give um, never be thirsty again. I saw this as like, do you guys remember those little toys with the different colored shape, the baby toys, and you sort of put the different shapes in. I just imagine it like being a circle and just running out and looking for the triangle, trying to like jam the triangle in. And it's like you're not getting like into you and like satisfying you. So that's just what I sort of viewed that as. So um, being planted in the Lord is being able to be in tough times when they come. They were gonna be like, yo, I know my big G's got me or whatever. Like I know God's looking out for me and I know that you know, things can be hard right now, but at the end of the day, I know I've just got to put my trust in Him and pray. Um, yeah, so I just really encourage you all, the only way that you can be planted in the Lord is if you're getting into your Word and you're reading your Bible and you're letting that sink into you, so you're feeding yourself. So I just really encourage you to start feeding yourself with the Word and praying and just really like laying it all out. And sometimes when we find ourselves like, Oh, my friend's not talking to me. That's a teenager. Yeah, my friends aren't talking to me. Um, I need to buy the, these really cool shoes so that they will be like, oh man, look at Chloe's shoes. Like, look at this. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to talk to Chloe because she's got pretty cool shoes. Or I can be, shout out to Ron, Ronald, like Pastor Rob's mate back in the day, and I could just buy everyone food. And then everyone will want to talk to me for food. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, no, but then I've got to be like, 
yeah, well, God's word actually says that I'm his child and I'm a heir to his throne. So I don't have to worry about them. Like, Belle, you don't want to talk to me? Belle, you don't want to dance with me? That's fine. Because you know what? Jesus is probably dancing with me up in heaven. So, yeah. I'm done. I think I'll finish there. Yeah, so, yeah, just get into your word and we're going to, what are we doing? Are we going to...